0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode three of Leading Ladies, Corpus Christi. I'm very excited to have my next guest. She's a professor of English composition at uh, Tamu CC. And uh, she's also the recipient of the 2017 Spirit of MLK Award, which was given to her by the Islander Culture Society. We're talking about Andrea Montavo Hamid. Yes. Yeah, I almost love that one. Okay, so I'm super excited to have Andrea uh, for this episode i've known her for years she was actually my first friend um literally a day one because uh, we were both in the athena program and yeah. um even then you were taking the lead because i'm just like this new kid and you like immediately came up to me and were like hey my name's andrea they call me Dre, and i'm gonna like show you what's up yeah so uh <laughs> even then um you know, like I said, you you were a total leader, and and I just think it's amazing the woman you've become. Oh, thanks. And so, uh, <laughs> let's get started with, I mean, how did you decide that you wanted to be a professor? Like, how, where did that come from?
1: Um, well, when I was in middle school and high school, I did uh, folklorico and flamenco dancing. and I was a dance instructor um, for little kids, and that was my job, you know, until I worked in restaurants. So, I was like, I can do this, I can teach. And then, so then I went to college, major in education, Um, I thought about doing bilingual education, early childhood, and then as I took those classes, you know, with little kids, like, I don't know how my daughter's teachers do it, but you have to touch on everything, and I didn't want to teach on everything. I wanted to teach one subject, and so I always loved reading, and so it was either English or History, and I decided on English, and then I initially thought I would teach high school, um, but when I took those classes, I just realized teachers, unfortunately, are burdened by a lot of um, regulations mm-hmm. and they don't have a lot of academic freedom. And so um, I really admired my professors and I thought, you know, I, I wonder if I could do that. And so I did.
0: <laughs> the rest is history. Yeah. Think,
1: okay, to, tie, to just go
0: back a little bit, whenever you said that you taught folklorico, mm-hmm. never had I even heard of, yeah. of that until you. Yeah. And so truthfully, looking back on it, yeah. I learned a lot about... Mexican culture from you. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, uh, you taught me how to say tar in Spanish, chapapote? Yeah. Yeah, I remember this. I remember <laughs> you, like, so, the way you a would enunciate, ago. um, your father's name's Nieves. Yes. And you were telling me that that meant... It means, it can mean snow or ice cream. Yes, it depends. and you would always, always say that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I just think about it, and I'm like, I learned I learned a lot from you even then. <laughs> like, it's just crazy to me that now you are where you are, yeah. and so I think it's cool also that you incorporate your culture into what you're doing now, Definitely. especially in Hispanic Heritage Month, Yeah. right? I mean, exactly. so tell me about that. Like, like, what do you do at the
1: university concerning that? I mean, you seem to be spearheading a lot of it. I am now. So initially, um, you know, we're a Hispanic-serving institution, which means we have a federal designation. Um, that, you know, we have at least 25% Latino students first time enrolled in college. Um, Wow. And I don't, I mean, we have, I want to say we have over 40%. I don't know the exact number, but we have quite a bit. And so a group of us, this started in twenty. 10, Mm -hmm. um, a group of us were like, we're not doing things. We need to, we need to do things. And so we started this small group. It was head by someone else. And then she retired a few years ago and, um, they were like, we need someone to do it. I was like, I'll do it, you know? And so so you're actually like an originating member. Yeah. I was, I just did a couple of events. Um, but because I'm from here, I really wanted to, do things that um people from the community would want to be a part of and want to come you know because we're like on an island and mm-hmm. so people sometimes it's not that far but they're i don't want to drive over there and so right. i try to think of things Corpus. yeah <laughs> I, I love it but so i try to think of things to get people to come and so doing that i've been lucky in that i've met like local artists and, musicians and um, people who create brands and things. And stuff. Yeah, that's
0: another thing i just like to point out is you've been rocking the the swag. I mean, you're one of the first people I've seen to do that. Like, oh, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I recognize yeah. that. And, and I, you know, I, I think it's awesome, to, especially to have to your uh, seal of approval, I yes, guess. Because yeah. your opinion to me, like, definitely matters. Yeah. So, okay, so what kind of events are we looking at in Hispanic Heritage Month? Because you're saying you're kind of trying to appeal to a wider audience.
1: Right, so, I mean... A lot of people, I guess some of my colleagues want to bring these big speakers and like, which is great, Mm -hmm. but... I feel like there are people in our community who make an impact and those people need to be recognized. So I'm very fortunate to know this um, couple, the Lopezes, they mm-hmm. ran the South Texas Colonia Initiative. Okay. And I used to actually, um, I used to, so their daughter used to dance. I used to teach her and Miss Lopez would make the headpieces and everything. Wow. And so now, Full circle. yeah, they're retired and they take their time for this nonprofit to go out to the colonias and help people. So I invite them to come talk about what they do, which they love. And then also a lot of students need volunteer hours so they're able to, like, recruit students. And then I know, um, you know, Sully Ortiz Jr., he has the Minority Advancement Project. So mm-hmm. I was like, hey, you want to come talk? And, yes. um, you know, uh, Gerald and Elena Flores, they have Taco Gear and So Bonita. I was like, come talk about your stuff. Mm-hmm. And Mayra um, Zamora, her art, I mean, if you've been to the art center, those murals, Oh, came. God, yes. Her yes. art, I mean, she's amazing. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. and so I was like, I need, and she's an alum from our university. I was like, I need to bring these people. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, and that's what I think is cool,
0: too, is that you recognize the achievements that are happening within our community, yeah. and, and, and uh, almost like giving back kind of thing. Like, I think it's is...
1: important because, and, and these are people who aren't like, hey, look at me, you know, but I, w- I want people to look yeah, at them. That. Exactly, so that's coming, why you're here, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> everybody pay attention (laughs) but no and then it goes back to so my mom always would tell me and when I was little I was like okay whatever but she would be like (laughs) you need to know she's like you need to know where you come from to know where you're going and so I always think about that and I'm like okay I come from Corpus I come from a certain part of Corpus I'm Mexican-American you know what does that mean and and how can I embrace my culture and share that with other people um especially since i mean all of this used to be part of mexico and people forget that and Mm -hmm. i'm like to the noesis i think yeah i mean even no that's a spanish word right and so i think people need to just kind of and we're not that far from the border and so we need to embrace that and um it's just really important to me um like for hispanic heritage month i don't do it because it like sets me apart in terms of faculty it's just i i guess i'm like OCD and want to control it and want to be like okay here's what we're doing and we even um we have a mariachi now Ooh, and okay so that'll be something new they yes. just started so I was like you guys need to do you know have your own show so I just try to do different things and and then once I meet like Maida and I'll be like who do you know and they'll be like you need to talk to this person so, yeah so it's good no
0: the the um the sense of community, mm-hmm. I mean, just amongst that group, mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and and going back to what you were saying, like you're not doing this to set yourself apart mm-hmm. as faculty. Like you're you're genuinely interested. Yeah. Like you love your culture. Mm-hmm. And um, th- this is just going to sound redundant at this point, but I have a mental checklist of ladies who like I want to bring on here, and mm-hmm. I and I haven't actually you know put it in writing or anything, mm-hmm. but being, you know, family being important is Mm -hmm. definitely one and being immersed in your culture is another Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you just embrace it fully. I mean, to the point, it's just, I I love it. uh, And and I love that you can be, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that there's so many people that support that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. And I I just think it's amazing. Yeah. So like, uh, obviously your mom's a strong woman. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, was there anyone else in your life that inspired you to kind of just be who you are and, you know, Embrace it. <clears throat> um, I
1: think I mean my mom for one, you know, my parents in general, they're just extremely hard working. And when you're a kid, you know, you don't appreciate that. You're just like, Okay, stop. You crack me up with that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because you're a mom. I know, you. and then I tell my daughter, I'm like, You're making me call grandma. Like this is so bad. But I mean my mom definitely um I, You know, just different people. I've had, you know, friends and professors and, um, colleagues, just, you know, a good colleague, a friend of mine, um, Isabella D'Aisa, she's pretty active in the community and she's like, you know, and so she's pretty inspirational and I don't know, just strong women. Um, even the women I've met recently, like Maida and Elena, I'm like these, they're rocking it. Like Mm -hmm. I need to, um, and at their, at Elena and Gerald's presentation, Elena said something along the lines... I know her husband commented how, you know, he has his own business, but he's noticed how women, like, you know, we've kind of grouped and we support each other and, you know, it's our tribe. And, and totally. I, I feel like I'm glad that I'm in that tribe yeah. now. But yeah. I think just women in general, you know, we have to, you grow through these phases, right? Like you're growing up and it's awkward and there's the mean girls and there's mm-hmm. high school and you think that's your world. And then you graduate and you're like, oh, there's a whole other world. Mm-hmm. And so I think just being able to grow and not being afraid to embrace who I am. I think, you know, sometimes growing up in the Athena program, you know, you go to people's houses and you're like, okay, this is, this house is huge. Oh, yeah, yeah. I totally (laughs) fell out of my league. Like, immediately. And then, you know, and then. So thanks for being my friend. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's, you know, and so there were times where I was like, oh, should I, you know, but then there's a point where you're just like, whatever. You just be who you are and that's, that's all you can do. And I hope. I try to pass that on to my daughter. So she's Mexistinian. Yes. Okay, I'm (laughs) glad you brought
0: that up because I kind of wanted to.
1: Um, So
0: what have you shown her so far? Does she know about your history with, like, the dancing and, like... She Also, weren't you... You were, in high school, like, Miss... I was Miss Buckton. You were Miss Buckingham. 2004. <laughs> Come on. That's Corpus history right there. She's
1: not impressed. Like, my mom has my crown. I have one of the biggest crowns. And I would... So, you have to wear it for parades. And okay. I would complain how heavy it was. <laughs> and I've noticed that each year after, the crown's smaller. And so, I have this, like, giant... Oh, oh, set the standards. And set she's, like... She's not impressed. She's, like, okay, I've seen it. You know, she... And I'm... You know, she likes dancing, but she doesn't want to do the dancing I did which mm. is like I don't want to force her but, yeah um you know she knows that she's I'm my side's Mexican her daddy's sides Palestinian and you know that this side celebrates Christmas this side celebrates Ramadan and I think it's important because like I said you know my mom you have to know where you come to know you're going and Absolutely. so I want her to know that she's Mexicanian and that's great and she needs to embrace that whatever that means you know
0: uh, yes definitely <laughs> uh, and so
1: I mean I'm not sure Do you speak Spanish? I can. Fluently? I can speak Tex Mex. I get really self conscious. Like if it's in the present tense, I'm good. Yeah. But if I have to conjugate, because there's the future and then the past. But it's like if it happened yesterday or happened a long time ago. Right. And so I can, but I get really self-conscious. I can understand it fine. Yeah. I and can, I've heard you communicate. I you can. Do a good job. I can. I just get really, especially you know, I have colleagues from Spain, and I'm like, oh, don't just that ask me. That is totally
0: different. Ask me yes or no questions. It's so different. And man. I've had,
1: you know, we have a lot of international students, so I've had students from like Peru and Colombia, and um, and then so like I had one student. And her name was Jimena with an X, and when I pronounced her name, interesting, yeah, she was like, You knew how to say my name. I was like, It's Jimena, like, yeah, I? but I guess, I guess, in her experience, people don't know what to do with the X, no, so. yeah. but I mean, I can, but like, when I was a dancer, we would go to workshops in Mexico, we'd always go to Nuevo really, Nero. yeah, wow, we'd go to Nuevo I didn't Carillo, know that. and then one year we went to a big workshop in Acapulco, and it was my first time on a plane, wow, um, but we were there for like 10 days mm-hmm. and so you had to speak Spanish mm-hmm. and I found myself way speaking it. it and then when we got back to Houston you know, you're rushing through the airport, and instead of being like, excuse me, I was like, miso. You know, like, <laughs> and then I was like, wait, we're Houston now. <laughs> Dude, you sound like a natural. That's fantastic. <laughs> I can do it. I just get self-conscious, but I can. Yeah. Like, oh, girls don't. Especially if I'm like, like if somebody puts me in front of, you know, Univision, I'll be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I probably mess up the conjugations. I don't know. Some <laughs> well,
0: people know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. So you had to go give a keynote speech at last year's Hispanic Heritage Month, right? Yes. Tell I mean, me about
1: that. So they asked me to do, a, they said, you have 15 minutes. I was like, well, what do you want me to talk about? And they're like, anything. I was like, okay. I know. And so Freedom. I didn't necessarily want to talk about myself, but it ended up that way because I wanted to talk about, um, so I teach first year writing and mm-hmm. I think it's so important um, to close the gaps, right? So when you look at the history of our country, right? So like we're founded. And as we were founded, there was still slavery. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until, like, 100 years after that we had the Civil War and mm-hmm. slavery was over. And it wasn't until 100 years after that we had the Civil Rights Movement. So we really oh, haven't... blows my
0: mind. I can't believe yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> so the
1: majority of our country's history, there's been this inequality and gaps in education, um, primarily for people of color, for women, you know. And so I feel like it's so important for students to see me, you know, I'm young, I'm a woman of color... And to, you know, when I was in college, I didn't have professors that looked like me. And it mm-hmm. really made me question, like, why are you even doing this? Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And so I thought of talking about closing the gaps. I thought of talking about how we're to I love to that. I love that.
0: That's uh, how you introduce it. Like, yeah. That's excellent.
1: Yeah, because people, um, I think I think it's our students especially, because it's weird. So my students this year were born in, like, 1998 or 1999. Oh, that blows my and mind. And we were, like, in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. I was like, oh,
0: my God. <laughs> we're not old. No, I were
1: not, but they make me feel so old. Definitely. And so when I think about that, I think about how they m- might just go to college because they're told to, and mm-hmm. they don't understand that the majority of the world doesn't get a college yes. education. Wow. And so I kind of wanted to That's hit a great on that. Point. Yeah. That's and it's, a great point. Especially students, um, of color, you know, we're there's this conundrum where, you know, if you don't go, oh, you're lazy or whatever, you're this stereotype. And if you do go, sometimes it's like, well, why are you here? And why are you majoring in that? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't if know you, how, can't, you can't win. I don't know how many times I've met new faculty and I'm, you know, I'm, I teach English and they go, oh, wow, you speak it so well. And I'm like...
0: I can't believe that still happens. And that's happens like asking a woman time. with a belly if she's pregnant. Like I get that. What and I, the hell?
1: I get, um, where are you really from? I get that all the time. And yeah, I'm that's like, just
0: ignorant. Yeah. Which really irritates me because you're in academia. Like, these people
1: should know It better. happens all the time. Good lord. And my students, too. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and so it's like, Ugh. it's become where you, I feel like, People of color, we deal with these microaggressions, and we just okay. I'm, just, I'm gonna pull her through, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and a so, lot of people don't. They'll never have to deal with it nah. in their whole life. They have no I idea. I have to think
1: about how I dress, how I sound. You know, there's times where if I get upset with my students, I can feel myself losing my professor accent. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, right they're on. adults. They're yeah. adults. I mean, you picked right because right. If they need to be put in their place. Yeah. I mean.
0: I don't know the rules. I'm yeah. not encouraging you to like go off,
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it just happens. Um, it happens with students, with faculty. It happens in, I mean, even like neighbors. You know, it just it just happens. Really? Yeah, and and it's and they don't realize that. I mean, I don't think they're trying to be rude. Right,
0: right. It doesn't come from. But a bad place. they're
1: not they're not brought up with, hey, you shouldn't say that. And so a lot of times, how do you pronounce your name? And, oh, that's that's odd. I'm like, why is it odd? I know, you're in South Texas. I'm like, your name has a bunch of extra letters. Like, why is mine odd? (laughs) But, you know, so I just kind of take it in stride and I can deal with it. I guess it just worries me if my daughter has to deal with it, but... She's pretty tough, and she doesn't let anybody boss her around, so I think she'll be okay. <laughs> with you as her
0: mom, yeah. oh my goodness, no. I mean, uh, she things can her only mind go regardless. up. And yeah. to me, I wish I had been more like that at a younger age. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, I kind of like went with the flow a little mm-hmm. too much and mm-hmm. maybe didn't mm-hmm. stop things when I should have or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's awesome that you are raising your daughter... It, like, to be like you. Because, I mean, I think it's amazing, <laughs> oh, you know, thanks. the fact that you're as outspoken as you are about mm-hmm. a lot of things. And I love that you just shared that, mm-hmm. what you just said, the microaggressions. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, a lot of people will never have to deal with that. Um, my husband's Mexican-American, mm-hmm. and, I mean, he'll come back from H-E-B and tell me the craziest stuff that people say to him. Or mm-hmm. he'll be followed around by the people in the yellow shirts because mm-hmm. they're the ones who are, like, looking at yeah, for And it's
1: like, you know, and it's unfortunate, but you just kind of – you, and I think people think, oh, because what we're taught in school is Martin Luther King gave a speech and that everybody's happy. And that's not the truth. And when students come to college and they take the history courses, they're like, whoa, what? I didn't know all this happened. You mm-hmm. know, It's um, ugly. And so they think of racism as being openly, I hate you, you know, but it's the little things. It's the, the institutional racism. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that. You know, they did a study, um, and this was one of my sociology colleagues. So there was a study about, you know, the application tests, right? Mm-hmm. So they sent these fake applications off with, you know, uh, Caucasian or white names and ethnic names, and the ones who had the white names got the jobs, and the ones who had ethnic names didn't. And I mean, these weren't real people, but right. they had the same qualifications, right? Um, same educational experience, and and so that type of stuff still happens. And so I know sometimes. Um, sometimes I can like kind of gauge if people look at my names and are like, "Mm," you know, Mm -hmm. and then I make sure I sound as like professory as possible. (laughs) See, I I hate that. I hate that you have
0: to modify, Yeah, but I mean, that's just the reality of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you have to look out for, for number one, which is yourself, Mm -hmm. uh, on a similar note, I think it was like a news article, but it was a man whose name was Casey, or one of those names that could be a man or a woman's uh-huh. name. He he was unemployed, and he kept applying, and his resume had his name on it, and he just couldn't get a job. Mm-hmm. Well, he ended up, I think, going by his middle name or mm-hmm. something, which was a pretty much only male name, mm-hmm. and immediately started getting mm-hmm. calls for interviews and stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't even, it's just... Mm-hmm. To hear it come from you, I mean, whom I consider a peer, mm-hmm. is, uh, I mean, just surprising and and just pisses me off, mm-hmm. to be honest. But I mean, I mean, I'm glad it you're I mean, your it happens, but I,
1: I, you know, it's not something that happens every day. And in, in terms of like, if I were to go to work one day, I mean, it's not like I experience it every day. It's right. just little things. But um, and you're prepared, and you're yeah, know. And, and I, you know, it's like I tell my students because sometimes they write about things that I don't necessarily agree with, but my job is not. To judge them. I'm like, this is a judgment-free yes. zone. I Thank said, you for that. Yeah, I'm here to help you write. And so it's hard. At first, it was hard to put my beliefs aside, but I've been doing this 10 years. And so I'm, that's I'm, what I was about
0: to ask. Okay. Yeah, this Excellent. is
1: my 10th year at the university. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow. Because so. I
1: started, you know, I was getting my master's. So I was a teaching assistant. Then when I graduated, became an adjunct, which is mm. like part-time. And I worked there and then at delmar and then i think in 2012 i got offered a full-time position i applied for full-time position right um that is so cool yeah i'm and so proud so, of you i'm proud i was like i just want a job yeah like, please <laughs> but, like, yeah. but no it was great and i really like it i mean the especially i get them right out of high school and so they're like excited but scared and then you know it's it's fun yeah i mean it's it can be stressful and i have so many papers to grade but I just really want to help them. I love when they have their light bulb moments. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, students come in with, oh, I can't write or I can't do this. And then I'm like, look, you got an A. You can. You just have to do it this. You just have to have these skills, you know. So it's great. And then when they graduate, I, you know, I see my students graduate and I feel like they're not my kids, but I just feel like this proud mama. Like yes. I just had one class with them and I you, you know, helped. And I'm just like, oh my and, and it's just great to see them.
0: Well, I know they love you too because they hook you up with like the cute
1: little teacher <laughs> gifts or whatever. Yeah. You know, you
0: make an impact on them, I mean, and I think it's amazing.
1: I think it's. I mean, I like it. I mean, that's not why I do it, but when they do, you know, acknowledge or they come visit me again. I mean, maybe because I have candy in my office. But, you know, <laughs> they're hungry. they stop. no, hungry, I refuse to believe that. But it's, for it's you. good to see them and to see. Um, and even if they figure out they don't want to be in college or they want to transfer, you know, I think it's important for them. to to realize that, to be like, or even switching majors, I think some of them are like, they don't realize how often that happens, Mm -hmm. and so I tell them, hey, I changed my major, like, there's nothing wrong with that, as long as you make sure your credits transfer, just, you know, do what you want to do, and so, um, it's just, it's great seeing them grow, and like, I don't know. And then when they ask me for letters of recommendation, and I have to think, like, as I'm typing, I'm like, oh, my God, they were in my class, like, five years ago. Like, what is the time now? No, I mean,
0: <laughs> what I think is so neat about being a professor is that you are getting to be a part of, like, hundreds of kids' lives. Yeah. I say kid. Um, they were born in the late 90s. They're kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, how many people can truly say that? It, it's, it's pretty incredible if you think about it. Like, you are so. interacting... Mm -hmm. I mean, and for however long your career lasts, Mm -hmm. I mean...
1: It's a lot. And I didn't think about that until this year when I was like, oh my God, I started teaching here in 2008 and it's 2018. It Mm -hmm. still feels weird to say it's 2018. Definitely. It's still January. Yeah, I know. It's weird, but I'm like, wow, that's 10 years and... And it's good, you know, I've met, I have some great friends who are, you know, we work together because we work in teams, and so you just build these bonds, mm-hmm. and it's really good, and we have the same interest, and we want to help students, and um, I don't know, it's just really, it's it's an exciting thing. I never thought, like, this is what I would do, you know, like, you're, you grow up, I'm going to do this, and yep. And then now that I'm here, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm doing it, but, you know. <laughs> Isn't it crazy when you just kind of go with the flow and just let it happen? Yeah. I mean, because you're, like,
0: Killing it in the game. <laughs> thanks. I, 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 seriously, I'm just so impressed with you, and I'm just so <laughs> glad that you're here. And just thank you for being my episode three. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just want to keep seeing you flourish in what you're doing oh. and making a difference and, you know, bringing the community together together, and stuff like that. And so just keep it up. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> so thanks for being here. Thank you And, uh, you know, look forward to episode four. <laughs> so bye. Bye. <laughs>